Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Dead People and Donuts. I'm Terry Koenig, and uh, joining me this week, because Angela has disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> she knew she knew I was going to say that she's a medium, so she'll know I was going to say that, so she won't be mad. But uh, joining me is uh, James Riggs from Stranger Things Radio. How you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Wanted to have you on for an interview, but uh, luckily Mero to help me out as a co-host today. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be one of those days. Got uh, funnel clouds in my area, rain, hail, and then my guest had a seizure, so he couldn't show up today, and then Angela disappeared, so it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> well, we're I'm down here in Florida, so we are uh, anxiously awaiting oh, uh, the dreaded yeah, Saturday, so I mean... Everyone's. I'm telling you, down here, I, I've lived here my whole life. I'm 47 years old, and um, and mm. I tell you, I've never seen this state turn the way it is. I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely crazy. Like I always had a had to head south on I-75 to go down to to a small town to go get my oil changed, and uh, the, the the highway heading north is absolutely packed. It's three lanes of I-75 just leaving, and, and, and like I went to go get gas yesterday. I had to go to two different gas stations. Um, they uh, because they're out of gas, and we we barely got there's the rafting water. Like we only got four cases of water, um, because it, it, wow. it was absolutely going crazy. It's like, like I said, I've been here my whole life, and I've never seen the state act like this. It's just like, and so we're all just sitting around going, okay, with, you know, like I don't know. So, yeah, so, it's, um, I, I, and it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> so, did it hit? Yeah. Uh, did it hit? Did it hit Florida yet? Uh, Irma or whatever or just parts of Florida or so it's still down it's down in the Caribbean um and okay. what's going to happen is in Saturday it's going to take a <laughs> northerly direction the question is is it going to hit the east side east coast of Florida or west coast side of Florida yeah and I'm on the west I'm on the what they call <laughs> the west coast side of Florida even though Florida is only 161 miles across it we're all going to get affected just according to where the eyewall hits and so and I think it's yeah, the east yeah. right now and normally, I will tell well, you, to, as a Floridian, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's hard to tell the news around here because, like, everybody's scattered all over the place. Like, look, Florida, oh, look, no, it's still down here. It's like, where the hell is it? Make up my mind. <laughs> I got family in the Keys, so it's like, where where the hell is it right now? <laughs> so, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So, no, no, I was just saying, it's just, it's normally in here in Florida, if it's a one or two, we could kill us. I, I've been in, yeah. I've been hit directly with a one, and we're like, okay, tropical storm. I mean, to us, it's nothing. When a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, who cares? But being a five yeah. and being over 150 miles an hour, we're all like, ooh, that could, that could do some damage. So <laughs> we're all a little yeah. ahead. And, um, it, it's just, you know, so that that turn, if it's going to be on the West Coast, I'm going to be, I mean, we're still going to get a rain and rain, but it's not going to be as hard. If it if it scoots a little bit more and goes to the West Coast, then, then we're, or, or, you know, we, we put in place some backup generators and stuff like that. I'm interested to see. I've always been, and I'm going to kind of mention this on my show, um, about the, the world of paranormal, they always talk about storms raising the energy level. Of yeah, things. yeah. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm curious to see if, if there's any reports coming back from that, from that side of the world, you know, that side of the genre. Do we see more paranormal activity before a storm, in the middle of a storm, after a storm? I've always thought that was uh, something interesting. Um, yeah, they always said New Orleans being... got. Yeah, they always said New Orleans got way more uh, paranormal after Katrina. So possible because the water, the energy, the storm, 
It's insane. I just find it very interesting, not to go all conspiracy, but they shut down Harp, and all of a sudden we have, like, two and possibly a third of the most intense storms in history happen right after Harp is shut down. Just a little. Yeah. Oh, that and the fact <laughs> and that, um, I don't know if you know this, but FEMA's broke. FEMA barely has, they? like, I think seven like seven to $8 billion. Well, I know, it sounds like a lot of money, but the big world of real estate and, and money, that's nothing, especially when you're going to get thousands of homes destroyed. I mean, it, it's going to be, and the insurance companies are like, whoa. I mean, Florida already has high enough insurance policies enough just because it, it's a threat to storms or something like that. But I'm just interested yeah. to see, you know, Harvey over in Texas, they, that, that you know, everyone's like, oh, you're thinking, and then all of a sudden, you know, within, a, what, a week and a week and a half of Harvey, we have this beast. Um, yeah, so, and there's it, one behind it, it. There's one behind it. There's one behind it, yeah. and there's, there's, I was watching last night, there's one trying to form up by New York, and another little one behind that, and they're like, they're concerned it's gonna, they're gonna join up or something and crush New York. It's like, Jesus, like, what is with the? It almost makes the the people I call the crazy people who said the solar eclipse was gonna start the end of the world and making them look a little, uh, a little right. <laughs> it's a little less wrong, a little bit more right. Yeah, yeah. That um, that solar, that solar flare. That uh, I know have one yesterday or two days ago. My days are blurring right now, but um, it kicked out some. I already kicked out a whole bunch of radio stations. Um, I'm not sure where yeah, I, I, heard, I didn't hear about it till I didn't hear about it till two days after. But I was like, the way they're classifying it, though. Like, I asked Frank, who does uh, the Invisible World, he used to do it on PA. <clears throat> He's really into like the NASA stuff and all that stuff and planets and science fiction. And I was like, aren't these supposed to be like? Because they're saying it was like an X9. I'm like, it's not supposed to be like the worst. Uh, solar flare ever that would like kill us like in that movie knowing he's like yeah i'm like then why are they saying we just had an x9 and we're all still alive but i don't know man it's it's interesting very true very true and so i um my brain just sorry i was thinking about something and i went sideways on <laughs> it um so <laughs> actually talking about space stuff i actually saw that um I, oh, what's the what's the one of the big planets and Jupiter and I, oh. uh, one of um, the one they think, the one, I think the it's one Saturn. supposedly going to hit. Okay. Well, there was two of the moons. So I guess two of the moons and Saturn are supposed to collide. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's I was like, good. I kind of, I, I, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of, I didn't have a chance to finish reading that whole, that whole article. Yeah, that's how to get interesting news, you <laughs> know. Same thing doing with that. I thought that was kind of interesting. I got to dig into that a little bit. <clears throat> We got a we got a lot of angry people because last week on our first show we poo pooed uh, Planet X. That's hard to believe how many people out there still think that there's a giant super planet that we can't see is going to crush us on the 23rd. But you know it was supposed to happen last year on September 23rd and the year before that on September 23rd. So just have to wait and see, I guess. But <clears throat> so many people I, were mad at us I, last week. That that part, yeah, that part. I don't honestly, I don't, I don't believe the uh, Planet X, the Planet X is going to hit us because. Um, my brother's um, my brother's first PhD was a quantum physics and chaos math, and he um, mm-hmm. he's actually was um, he works as an um, astrophysicist. I can't say that word right. Um, and let me tell you, they, when they do their math, they'll spend they'll spend years doing math trying to calculate stuff. So and, and then with the rise of you know again not the rise but the, with the computer advancements and the modeling they do. I mean yes, we don't know everything going on up there, but I'll tell you, I, I just finding an extra planet that we didn't know about. Maybe a small little, little thing, 
But now some yeah, yeah. plants is going to wrap right into us. I mean, we're I would worry about more about um and um near um near 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 um near orbit objects. Oh. We're talking about the, you know yeah. like little um those old guys Ast- more than anything. Asteroids. Just a, yeah. A planet popping out of nowhere and then slamming into it. Yeah. Uh, that's a little. I think that's a little bit too, a little bit, a little bit too science fiction for me. Yeah, um, and I, I was laughing because people, because people are like, "Oh, you'll see, you'll, you'll be wrong, blah blah." blah. I'm like, if it's true, I'll be dead. <laughs> I don't care if I'm wrong. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I'll be wrong. So <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'll make yourself, make yourself right, feel right? better. <laughs> yeah. Well, two seconds and uh, you realize, hey, look. But uh, we were supposed to talk uh, the state of the U.S. and how vets are being treated today. Maybe we touched on that a little bit. And when Al, when Alan's feeling better, we'll have him have him on because he is a vet. Have you served or? I'm sorry, I'm, Terry. I lost you right there. Why were? Can you repeat that again? Words, I was just saying uh, we were going to we were going to talk about uh, how vets are being treated treated in the state of the U.S. right now a little bit. In this segment, um, I was like, and I said Alan would be coming on next next time when he's feeling better. I asked, did you serve or anything in the army? Or I did not. I did come from a military family. Um, that's why okay. my father stopped speaking me for ten years because I was my my grandfather was an admiral in the navy, and um, okay. so I was supposed to when I was eighteen. I was supposed to go to Indianapolis, but um, hmm. being eighteen, I was like, no, I don't want to do the military. You know, I was being kind of rebellious, and so you know, he my my father went to the Korean conflict and, and served for Korean conflict and into the Vietnam war a little bit, um, again, Navy, obviously. Um, but then, you know, then he retired. So I was supposed to go, I didn't go. So he said, if you're not going to go in the military, like the rest of our family, well, I'm not that big with it. So in that aspect, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, we're just talking, cause I was watching some stuff and there was some stuff around here and on YouTube. People, are just getting a little, I think, ridiculous right now, like um, burning the flag and disrespecting the flag in the country, but yet they bitch they want their free speech and all this other stuff. So I was wondering, like, what do you think of these people that they come out there and say, oh, I have the right to burn my flag because it's a free country, but you're also disgracing your flag and your country by doing that. So what do you think? Do these boneheads have the right to burn their flag or, or no? They do. And unfortunately, as as much as I hate it, they have the right because if you don't give them the right, then the next step is like, well, we stop them from burning flags. Next thing is religion. Next thing is it, 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 it's one thing leads to another. You, you can't like 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 kind of religion in schools, right? It's like, well, Christians can be in schools, but you can't have any pagans. You can't have any Buddhists. You can't have any Hindus. Yeah. So so where's the where's the stop? So unfortunately. I hate the fact that people burn flags. I think it's disrespectful. Like you said, I hate the fact that they don't stand up. They have kneeled down. I know this is unpopular, but don't be kneeling down on a football game because you don't respect the flag. That flag puts you here. That flag was able yeah. to give you the, the complete freedom that you – we can say anything we want in this country, pretty much outside of saying I'm going to kill the president. Um, you, you put in, you can even make fun of the president and not get arrested. People don't realize – I've been around the world, especially – before I before I went to the business I'm in now, um, I had an NSA clearance because I the, the stuff I did um, and, and the stuff I saw. Um, I'm gonna hmm. tell you right now, it's it's, it's it's unfortunately they have the right, and I will give them the hmm. right, but it doesn't mean I respect anything they do with the flag. They can moan and complain about it, but honestly, 
They've never, these people have never dealt with any, you know, um, anything dealing like with Russia. I've been to Russia. I have, I used to own a manufacturing company. I have stuff in Russia. Um, you don't know, you understand the, the, the stuff you have to deal with. That's stuff in the Middle East. The Middle East people, yeah. they, they, there's rules and regulations that you would not believe. You just, in America, it is truly, people don't realize when they say it's the home of the free, it truly is. We yeah. really can say anything we want and not, I mean, you just don't understand the, the, the Gestapo-type mentality the rest of the world has in certain countries. You just, well, it's you like just these just young don't. people who are out, I feel like an old man saying it, but it's like these young people out there protesting all this shit and the ones stepping on the flag and stuff like that. If they went to uh, the Middle East or Russia and tried that shit and be like, oh, take your flag down, you're offending me. Their asses would be dead in a heartbeat. But over here, they oh yeah they think they're they're special because they can do it over here. But you know, it's just like I was reading the other day. They want to take a George Washington statue down because he owned slaves. It's like people really. None of you were slaves, and not too many of your parents were actually slaves. <clears throat> and the white people that are bitching about taking the flag, like you didn't own slaves. You weren't a slave either. So it's like, who cares? People did stupid stuff in history. Like it's not right, but. That's your first president. Without him, you wouldn't have a country. You want to disrespect his monument, and like the Lincoln Monument got spray painted. And that made no sense to me. The guy who fought the hardest to stop slavery, his statue got vandalized and everything. So they're all making no sense over there. Like, and the oh, it just bothers me because I've seen kind of both sides of it. Like, not too long ago, I went into uh, I went into a Walmart and I seen some some girl drop something. So I instinctively turned around, picked it up, gave it to her. And uh, everyone around this, around me was looking at me like I crapped my pants in the middle of the store. So I'm like, what the hell? And then I look and it's a chick in a burqa. I'm like, oh, okay, so you're mad at me for picking up her fruit for her. Like, who cares? But then I went in the store and they had a, a girl in a burqa working the cash. And she was refusing to ring in the guy's pork. But she worked at a grocery store and it's just like both sides are just they make my head hurt, so <clears throat> I don't know. Just people need to either, like, you live in this country, you like it, stay here and stop trying to trash it or leave. You know, even in Canada here, same stupid crap going on, so. Yeah, so I live down here in the south, you know, where, I'm in Florida, and so we're in this constant news of them pulling statues um, that have been mm-hmm. there for 100 years, and there's one here in my town that they pulled and they broke it. They spent $12,000 of taxpayers' money to move the statue, and then in moving it, they broke it in half. So, my, you know, like, and my wife and I say this, why are you blowing money on moving a statue when you can use that money towards impoverished people, you know, giving help to I mean, there's other ways you use oh, that $12,000 to help people. If you're worried about the, the symbolism of it, I understand, but it's, it's, it's I don't know. I was born in, see, I was born and raised here in the South. Um, yeah. my great, 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 five greats ago, I've been around here for a while, um, was slave <laughs> owners. We, they, they own, okay. and so, and you know, when the, and people don't realize this here in the South, when they, when they say, okay, we're not going to have slaves anymore, which is the right thing to do. But the problem was they didn't do it in phases. They said, nope, no more slaves. Well, when you have a business model that, you know, if you look at any business, the biggest cost of any business is labor. That is the absolutely largest cost of any business, right? Well, now right. all of a sudden you went from free labor, which I understand <clears throat> should have happened. It was to, wrong, but still, yeah. Right, and to, to a model of, hey, we have all this labor costs now. What's going to happen to the economy? It's going to crash. 
And that's what happened. And so what happened to my great, 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 great grandfather was he owned a tobacco um, um, land um, farm and they left. They said, okay. So they said, well, anyone who wants to come with us, we're going to move to Texas. They went to Texas and they came, ended up becoming um, ranch handlers. But he took mm-hmm. about about 300 of them with him. He said, listen, this is all I can afford. This is all I have. You know, I don't have any more money left. So what happened to all 700 of the rest of them? Well, that created, uh, people don't realize that the depression that went through during that time in the South, the South got completely trashed out. I understand we sort of, we sort of phased down fast slavery, but, you know, it's like, okay, as of this point, you know, we're slowly working in. But with that, the fact that they just cut it and they said, oh, oh you're all free, do what you want. Now, is there always bad apples in a pile? Absolutely. You know, it's the wrong oh, thing. Yeah. But there was a lot of, there's a lot of slave owners who, it was like, okay, you, you have to say that you don't want to completely kill your slaves because that's killing your workforce. You know, but yeah. any, you know, no bigger, no bigger than what happened in the 20s and 30s here in the United States is with, um, with factories. This is why the unions got created because, you know, again, the owners of those businesses weren't treating, they weren't treating the slaves, but they weren't treating, you know, treating them respectfully and giving them the right thing. So, you know, things change. You create unions, you get better pay, but now what's happening? Now the unions are completely ripping through com- you know, companies that, he can't move because, like, okay, all of a sudden you you got to pay a guy $25 an hour who really should be being paid maybe 15 or 16 So, right, right. you know, there's always, yeah, but the whole idea of, of, of again, trying, you know, what we call, we'll call it, um, you know, trying to, to remove history, trying to sanitize history through the removal of these, these, <coughs> these statues is yeah. crazy. And they're all knee jerking. It's going crazy. <laughs> it's, it's basically like when they took out, they're trying to take cigarettes out of all the old movies and, Trying to digitally take out the twin towers out of old movies because they upset people. History is history. You don't erase your history. You learn from it, and that's what these these new kids like. They used to say that our generation. Uh, <clears throat> I was part of the whole, you know, new metal goth, Slipknot, corn generation. They said we were going to destroy the world, but no, we did pretty good. But now you have these kids who are in a bubble, and you can't be on a sports team without everybody winning something because nobody can lose and all this other crap. It's like these kids are in such a bubble and don't realize what the real world is like or, you know, what's going to happen when they get older that they just sit there and protest everything under the sun. Like, And then when they grow up and they actually get jobs and stuff, that's pretty. our, our world's going to be pretty sad when these are the, the generation that's trying to keep us going because look what they're doing now, for God's sake. Oh, I totally agree. They, um, um, Nike has a really good commercial. It says, if you really want to know what winning is, learn how to lose. Uh, we have to talk about the sports yeah. thing and all that, but it's true because if you look at nature, like, like a butterfly, you know when a butterfly is in a cocoon, it has to fight its way out. If you help that butterfly ever get out of that cocoon, that butterfly's dead because it did yep. not build the strength up to, to fight its way out of the cocoon. Anything in life that's worth anything is you have to fight for it. You do, if you hand things over, now, it doesn't mean that we can't help, you know, create an infrastructure that helps these kids get better. But telling them that they are, they're always 100% winners and it's never a loser is wrong. Failure, success comes out of failure. People don't realize, mm-hmm. like Einstein, do you know how many times Einstein failed on stuff? Ungodly yeah. amount. Uh, <laughs> he had more failed <laughs> patents than he had real patents. thing that's worth yeah. anything is worth, it's, it's learned through failure. I know that through my own companies. Um, we had, used to have a saying: if you're not blowing it up, you're not learning. Um, so, well, yeah. I mean, this is why. What's gonna happen? Like, I have a I have a little relative on a sports team, and I watched the game. They lost by like one point, and I was like, oh, tough, 
tough luck, but next year maybe you'll win. Oh, no, we still won. We get trophies for coming in second. I'm like, why? <laughs> you lost the game. They're the champions. Why do you get trophies? Oh, because cause we played our hearts out and we tried. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I was just like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that, gives you, that gives you the motivation to try harder next year. Um, doesn't mean you're a 100% loser. It just means you still get a prize for losing. You never should get a prize for losing. You should get a prize for winning. That's the goal. That's the strength you, yeah. you earn. If, I mean, it, I don't know. It, yeah, I it's, agree with you there. It's just, like, it's, it's just mind-blowing. Um, the other thing we're going to talk about before I get into some paranormal-type stuff, um, <clears throat> about vets, since we're going to talk about more when uh, – when Alan's feeling better, um, what do you like? Don't get me wrong. I I'm not a hundred percent for all this refugee stuff. Like, because there's some good people that want to come here and live or the states and want to live a better life. But obviously, ISIS is sneaking people in with all these refugees, <clears throat> and countries are getting screwed up, like France and Sweden and all that stuff. They're generally taking over, you know the. Muslims and other people that are coming over. They're taking over the countries pretty much because there's so many of them. Like in England, cops can't even go into one section of England because, oh no, that's all Muslims. We can't go there. We'll get killed or something. But yet the news is censoring out. Oh no, it's not Islamic terrorists. It's just terrorists from a you know, a terrorist who is a Muslim. But you know all this censorship and stuff going on. But they bring all these refugees over. They give them a nice place to live, a car, a job. And they're out there, like in Toronto here, they're out there protesting and bitching they didn't get cable. But yet, you have poor vets who are living on the streets who went out and fought for the country to be free for these dumbasses to come over here and live. But they're living on the streets and they're getting treated like crap and not getting the care they even need. And even have some people protesting them, calling them names and things like that when they're out on the street begging for food. Like, do you think the country is a little backwards on this? Like, I'm all for helping oh, people. Absolutely. These poor vets who I are think, like, good. Well, the thing is, I know we need, anytime you have, and if you look at the country as a business, which is not always the way to look at it, but any business has to have 20% new clients versus the 80 they have there. Well, the United States mm-hmm. has always been importing, you know, importing is the wrong word, but I guess, you know, allowing immigrants to come in. Before in the past, man, you had to do some regulatory to background. They had to look at you, they had to make sure you were going to be a U.S. citizen. Well, right. maybe Canada, too, you guys are vetting. Oh, yeah. I think we need a bigger vetting system. I ask you, why are you coming? What are you going to produce in the United States to make it a better country? Just coming out here hanging out, then no. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 unless you are going to better our country, pay the taxes, your money. And the other thing is I think we should bar people from shipping money overseas. There's a lot of countries, mm-hmm. a lot of, they'll let them in, and then they'll ship all that money overseas. Well, that doesn't help us. Because now what you're doing is you're yeah. basically taking U.S. jobs, U.S. dollars, thinking the same thing for Canada, um, and they're shipping those money overseas. And it's like, well, we, we need a, that cash here to be used for our people, for, um, for this country. If you're willing to come here and work and enjoy the freedoms um, that have been provided, then you need to, you know, basically in a sense pay for that by working, providing taxes, providing, you know, commerce here. Um, I think also coming here and getting free board and free rent and, you know, and all this opportunities, we need to take care of our people here first, our vets. Everyone, there should not be a vet on the street. He should be, you know, he yeah. or she should be. And a lot of them do have mental problems, PSD, um, the stuff that, you know, come out of being in the war and stuff like that. Um, we need to be taking care of them first. 
if this room, yep. like anything, you know, if you have a restaurant, you let your, your patrons that come in, you, you, you feed them first, and then if you have any leftovers, you need to deal with that. That's the thing with I think with as far as um, um, refugees and stuff like that. Take care of our first, and then if we have room, if we have a little bit of leftovers, you can come over. But what are you going to do for us? Don't first thing I will say. <laughs> I don't think any refugee should ever be on any government assistance program. You weren't here long enough to get any assistance. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. if, you, if you came here 20 years ago and you've been working and you're out of a job, but if you roll in here, don't be thinking they're going to give you money out of the till because you just got here six months ago. You need to find a job. Yeah. You need to, or, or yeah, here's the top of my head, we do let refugees in. Guess what? There's a ton of work that can be done government-based that – you know, we could, you know, people don't want to do. It's like, well, you know, maybe yeah. they have, and again, I, I don't have all the answers. If I did, I could be president, I guess. Um, but <laughs> just give them stuff that's like, hey, you know what, we need we need this cleaned up. We need that taken care of. I don't know, things that cost the government money that maybe save the government some money, you know, you know, both countries. Yeah. Because, you know, the countries are always, you're always in deficit. It never seems like you have enough money because we're always overspending on things. Well, let's use them. To help break, you know, balance that out. I mean, right now we, we're competing against China. Um, I have a thing against China because they destroyed my company. Um, they, uh, they, you know, they, they're, they're paying their people nothing. I had a, the company I owned before was a manufacturing company, and I actually had an employee in China. I paid her four hundred dollars a month. That was my that was wow. my payroll. She loved it because that was a lot of money for them because their payroll over there is so horrible. That's why they can build things for so cheap because there's no one. You've heard of Foxconn, the I mean, big manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. used to work at Foxconn as electrical engineer. So I ended up hiring her um, away from Foxconn. She worked for me for about seven years, and um, mm-hmm. we're doing good. Unfortunately, someone in China got a hold of my products, and about five years ago, started basically copying my product. I couldn't stop them, and they flooded the market and basically destroyed the market and the marketplace. There's no more money left. I mean, they literally, they, um, I, it was just, I was like crazy. So I ended up having to, you know, lay off all my employees and, um, end up having to basically shut down the company. I still have a couple of customers, but they don't make enough to pay the bill, so I do other things. But that's yeah. Time yeah. They do that. And, and, yeah. Well, there's that movie. Did you ever see that movie, Death? Did you ever see that movie, Death by China? It's on Netflix? No, I have not. It's a, I should check it out. It's a great flick. It's uh, narrated by the uh, Michael Douglas's father, and it goes okay. over like everything that happened with the Clintons putting that whole trade deal in place, <clears throat> and then how they can the, all the companies went over to China, and how that once you move into China, they can they can pretty much steal your patent because there's no laws over there, and it shows the Chinese guy talking about, oh yeah, we're building new Boeing seven whatever they are. But they're going to be just slightly different, but we're going to get the contract because ours are going to be made better. So they're ripping off all these American companies and stealing their patents and stuff and selling us toxic yep. toys. and all. It's a great documentary. Everybody should check it out. So, yeah, because it happened. I mean, that's what happened to me. They, basically, I, uh, I was building – I designed a product. I was building it with my design. Um, I had to buy some parts in China because there's some things in America that there's no one in America who makes it. So you have to go to China yeah. and buy the product, and you have to be competitive. But I always uh, – I always manufactured it here. I just bought products. Well, then someone over there bought it, took it, copied it, and literally made it from less than I can make it. 
And I even had my clients call me going, oh, hey, when did you start manufacturing in China? I go, I didn't. I'm still here. And he's like, well, i got a product right here that looks just like yours made in China. I'm like, what? So he sent it to me. Mind you, it was cheaply made, and we figured out they're they about 20% loss on their product model. But still, at, at the price, they were selling it for what it cost me to build. And I'm like, and then That's it's gotten insane. worse to the point where now it's down to um, probably about a you can buy them for about a third of what I was, a third of what it cost me to build. Well, that just destroyed my market. People, I mean, people are like, well, you know, I can lose a few, and you know, sorry, James, but we just got to look at our dollars too. So they went and bought it, and then just doom, 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 down and went. And so I'm like, well, okay, kind of you know, <laughs> that's the problem with uh, like I'm not, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but he makes sense when he's like, we're killing our country, everything's going to China, we need to bring our stuff back. Like, and everybody's crapping on him. It's like, no, he's making sense. <laughs> you need to bring all your businesses back or else you're toast. Yep. Like, he's absolutely, at like that point, him. he's absolutely true. Yeah, I'm not a huge, <clears throat> he's a bit of a blowhard, but sometimes, you know, and I've worked for other manufacturing companies, you've got to have a, you know, got to have a hothead sometimes at the top, sometimes to rattle the chains a little bit. Because the, the, the rest of the world is like, yeah, we can do whatever you want with America, man. You know, we were like that. We were like that rich <laughs> uncle that people kept borrowing money from and never learned how to get a yeah. job. <laughs> well, let's stop being a rich uncle. You know, the cheap. You know, and, and really, constantly. Like I don't know if people know this, but in America, there's only two manufacturers left of LEDs. Oh wow! The, um, yeah, the, the, they're high end because they're designed for aerospace and stuff like that. All the other ones, the standard, what's normally you would pay two or three cents per LED. You know, if you buy them on a, on a lots of ten thousand a piece and get them done sub sub pennies, they're not in America anymore. You got to go to China. Same thing with like um, there's, there's other products like fans and diodes and stuff like that. That yeah, you can buy a company in America who makes it, but they're so expensive because you know everything in America, you know, you know labor costs and all that stuff. You just and the infrastructure is not here. And that's the and and then and again taxation on those companies. One thing. Um, I think Donald Trump, if he gets it through, I hope he does, is the, the, the corporate taxation uh, laws. You reduce the taxation on a company, that money can go back into developing um, infrastructure so then our costs come down. Um, I know yep. we're a one-world nation, one-world global economy and all that stuff, but it's still, I mean, we're still at no different than two companies competing against the, you know, in the best buys yeah. in the old Circuit City days. Um, you know, they competed, you know, uh, with each other, but the, if people didn't know, they used to, those two companies used to put the stores right next to each other. They, they literally would, the best buy would be in the corner and the Circuit City would be less than a half a mile away. Because they knew they would go to both, and they would capture the market because they would go to either one of them. They would rather do that than yeah. have one you know, across town and you're like, well, I'm not driving all the way there. I'll go, you know, so it was a it was a strategy thing, but we need to, well, that's my yeah. opinion on well, that. <laughs> <laughs> Before I move on, uh, that's like here though, like uh, it, Hudson Bay Company is like our big thing. It's like our Walmart kind of deal here, and they had little stores like Zellers and other places. Zellers was pretty much like our Kmart. It was everywhere. I used to work there, and uh, then Target bought them. They decided to sell off that stuff to Target, just keep the Hudson Bay Company by itself. So they closed all the stores, made them all Target. And then all of a sudden, Target's like, oh, we're not making enough money in Canada. So after, oh, there's hundreds and hundreds of stores, thousands and thousands of people got hired by them. They're like, eh, we're just going to close in like six months. Sorry, guys. So now all these malls did all these extra work to make the stores look the way Target wanted. And they all sit empty around here. There's like 
six of them that sit empty around here. So I'm dreading I'm dreading going back to work after I get hopefully cleared in February Great. from. Uh, oh. What was that? Are you there? Yeah. Yep. Still here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I must have walked into a dead spot. Um, I lost it for like 30 seconds there. So. Oh no, I was just saying that's like when Target bought Zellers over here, then they weren't making enough money because the U.S. Target wouldn't let them sell the U.S. stuff here in Canada in their Target. So all the people around here that wanted to go to Target to buy all the cool shit you can only get in the States, they couldn't and they didn't make enough money. So they closed all the Targets around here. So now we have tons of thousands of people laid off work and then all these uh, malls and stuff, they redid their malls to fit Target and now they're all sitting there empty, these huge stores, <clears throat> which is it's kind of like Walmart's in the States now. All the ones are closed. You can't go looking too much around those stores or else people in suits will tell you to go away. So it's a whole different whole different episode but <laughs> <laughs> i looked in Definitely. one one target the one day i'm just sitting there looking because they said there's going to be a car thing car show going in there so i was looking you know looking through the windows minding my own business wasn't hurting anything and I, I was told to nicely leave by this guy in a suit and i was just like okay dude in a suit telling me to leave i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with all these well they're using the walmarts in texas that they closed for uh, FEMA camps right now. So <clears throat> I guess people were right. They were going to end up being FEMA camps, but I don't know. All right. So moving on to some scary stuff here, sir. We already talked about uh, the whole Planet X crap and the, oh, the 23rd, the world's going to end, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, I got a bunch of Twitter questions, people saying that, are we crazy? Are we seeing two suns? It's all out by Florida and like, all the areas by the water. Are you seeing that phenomenon where there's like a light source with clouds on one side and another one on the other side where it looks like there's two different suns? Are you guys experiencing that? No, I have not. That's interesting. I have not yeah, seen been, that thing. Yeah, there's been a yeah. bunch of video feeds. Like a guy's like got a camera. There's no cut either. He's like, he goes to the right and he sees the sun setting, but he turns all the way to the left the sun setting on the other side too. So it's like, why is there two sunsets? And during the the solar, so it wasn't the moon or something. I don't know. It was really bright yellow, like a sunset, and I was like, "Huh, there's no cut." And he's just moving right to left. That's weird. Um, there's been in Bermuda, there's been a thing with the sun setting, and just below it's like a little little mini sun you can kind of see. And and during the eclipse, people were pointing out that there was a little uh, extra something or other next to the eclipse. So. I don't know, like, what people are seeing. It's not Planet X, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know what people right. are seeing, but it's a, little, it's a little weird to look like two sunsets. But I guess it could be anything, solar flares. could be, like, any weird thing. But I uh, I don't know what to answer that poor guy, but I'm, I'm definitely sure it's not Planet X. <laughs> there yeah. is no giant you know, planet going to kill us. <laughs> scientists originally thought that Saturn was supposed to be an actual sun, but it never it never formed correctly. So it got, you know, because it's a gas, it's a gigantic gas planet, but they, they kind of, the way they've done the math and looked at everything, that they thought they might have been a dual, another sun, uh, a smaller one, but it was supposed to be, but it never, it never kicked fire or something like that, so it kind of, but it's still all gas. So there was always, there's always that. Yeah, and there's been a... Yeah, I never knew that. Huh. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I learned something so. today. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. When my brother was doing a lot, a lot of physics stuff, he would uh, he would tell me stuff that they would work on and stuff like that. <laughs> um, did you see the 
the picture from Georgia where it literally looked like Stephen King's The Mist was coming over all those houses? No. Uh, it happened really? last week. It, I, I posted it on my Facebook. Yeah, it's uh, all these people, like, right above their houses. It looked like there was, like, a, a couple hundred foot wave just about to crash into all their houses. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah, and it was a I cloud. I did see that now, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I wonder what that caused that, but I think it was just regular clouds looking weird, like shelf clouds, but I came out of my house, I'd crap my pants if I seen that thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the way they kind of curled up over looked like, you know, exactly. Um, yeah. That's, I, that's very interesting. I, I know here in Florida, we get these um, late night, or late night, late afternoon thunderstorms. Let me tell you, they... You could be. I was one time working years ago. I was working on a roof, putting it on, installing cable for a, a network, and uh, we literally bright, bright blue day, white fluffy clouds. Within probably 30 minutes, a huge storm rolled off the water and pounded us. I mean, we were like trying to fill up because we had holes in the ceiling. Because we always look at the right. weather before we we went out. Like, oh, it's all clear. This thing came out of nowhere, and it and you could see it this, this black roll, kind of like a little similar to the way your picture was. It just kind of rolled in and just dumped and we were you know literally we were pouring tar into the holes of these roofs because we knew like you know because right below was a radio station we were about to knock out the radio station um so we freaked <laughs> out but uh it was and then you know an hour later it's all you know hot and humid but no storm clouds here in florida you'll see that or you'll see you'll see um storms roll in and you'll see funnels um you know water funnels spin up and stuff like that so very you know here in florida is a very when it comes to weather, we're very weird here. Um, yeah, I, I went on a trip there, and we were driving, and there's all this crazy heat lightning uh, coming through, and, like, it just hitting the – we're driving around, it was like, boom, hit the ground, boom, hit – like, out of nowhere. I was like, that's crazy. I don't like that. <laughs> like, here we get the, the hardcore thunderstorms and, like, the occasional tornado and stuff like that, but so glad we don't get the weather like you guys do because I would move, like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you're born and raised there. You get used to it, you know. And, uh, but did you see that, um, real quick, did you see those, um, I saw it yesterday, you know, with a new It movie coming out from Stephen King. Did you see oh, yeah. in Philadelphia where they're putting those, the, someone's putting red red balloons on um, on crates, water, um, yep. uh, sewer crates? Yeah. Yeah. They're, doing that, ar- they're doing that around here because uh, about 30 minutes from here is where they filmed it. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, we got friends walking around that look like Pennywise. <laughs> That's crazy. Because um, Stephen King actually has a house where we live. Um, there's oh, a, nice. He, here, yeah, Sarasota. It's, it's in Sarasota, Florida. And then in Sarasota, you have um, Longboat Key, and you have these keys, and there's one called Bird Key. He has a And the reason I know this is because my father-in-law owns a um, pressure-washing business, and, and Bird Key is his client. They, the whole, it's like, a, almost a, it's, like a, it's a key, but to get into it, you have to go through a gate, and then, then you go into it. And... um. So there's a whole bunch of famous people who live in there. Stephen King's house um, is, is in there, and he's one of his clients. So they, he, he does the whole key. Um, his guys go out, and, you know, they press the wash all the houses in there. Um, but, yeah, so he uh, – and it's like one of his, last, his one of his last books, two or three books ago. Um, what was the name of the book? He, re, he refers to um, this area. Because he always does that in his books. He refers to areas he lives in. Um, he, he refers to Bradenton and Bradenton High and – which is all part of this, you know, Sarasota area. So, yeah. So we're all excited that nice. we can't wait the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, I've always <laughs> been a fan <clears throat> of his stuff. And then, uh, and then, oh, I saw, I think it was two days ago, the, um, 
the national the National Clown Association put out a statement saying that they blame Stephen King for destroying the clown industry. <laughs> <laughs> One man destroys the whole industry. <laughs> so. I know someone who saw a screener of it, and uh, he's not a wimp for horror movies. Like a buddy of mine, he's always bitching that horror is too too lame now and too censored and watered down. But he's like, dude. I almost crapped my pants like four times. I'm like, that's all I need to hear. I'll be going to see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, they've gotten massive reviews on this on this, this show, so on um, this movie. So we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're sound excited to see it too. So. At least they made it R, because if they would have went PG-13, it would have killed it so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, exactly. I, I, I'm waiting. I'm going to go see it on Sunday, hopefully, as long as my buddy gets a day off work like he says he's going to. So we can... Uh, I can hope. I want to go see it. My wife hates clowns, so she won't go see it. So. <laughs> oh, well, my wife and I were whoa, because I don't know. Do you guys um get American Horror Story up there from um, FX? Just recently, they started FX in Canada, like right after Sons of Anarchy ended. So, I never really. I bought the first season; it was pretty good, but I never never got into it after that. Because all we have is so TV, this, and I to, like buying box sets. Yeah. So this new season just started last Tuesday. Um, it's called the Cult, and it's got nothing but clowns. It's it's you know it's nice. the first stuff. It's all it's all, and then what you know what he does in those series he he brings in sometimes elements from previous series and because they're, they're all different every every season's a different little twist right they bring the same mm. actors in a lot of times to play different characters but they also sometimes bring in the elements so two seasons ago was um the like a circus version freak circus yeah yeah it's called well they had a clown in there called Twisty the Clown well Twisty Clown's back. Mm. So, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So that's gonna be. I'd probably like it, but like I said, we didn't have a station till now. What, eventually, I'll catch up on it. I they got this thing here called Crave TV now. It's something you can get extra with your cable if you have a smart TV. So I got it the other day for five bucks, and literally every show I'm behind on is all there to stream for free. I was just like, doll, <laughs> like Homer when he sees the donuts. I was like, so much to yeah. watch. <laughs> but. Uh, we have some clowns walking around this area, and then I guess this, the place they filmed it, there it's, like, ridiculous. They got Pennywise people jumping out of nowhere, the drains, and there's one, the one part where they filmed the, the boat, little, what's his name, his boat, the kid. They have the boat, like, randomly showing up and floating towards the water because it, it's supposed to be dairy. So I would love to go see it there. They have a premiere this week. It'd be awesome to go, but don't really feel like going out there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it's good, because there hasn't been really any good horror in a long, long time. I think the only good horror I, I've seen is, uh, oh, crap, I'm going to have a mind blank. Deliver Us from Evil, and uh, oh, that one, same director, but it had Ethan Hawke in it, where the he was a writer, and he was trying to figure out who killed these people. The guy left videotapes for him to watch. Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I think... I don't. I'm trying to think of what that one is. I was thinking. I was, uh, no. I have, last I, good one I saw. I like. I like Oculus. I think the Oculus was pretty good. Um, actually, haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I think that was that was um, a pretty good one. And um, I think you know the Ouija board ones. I, I, the first one was I. I always you know set my expectations a certain way, and so I, I put my expectations exactly for that one. Yeah, it was good. It was okay, but you have to, you know, if you think you're really going to get, oh my goodness, it's not. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen the new one yet. But the newer. Um, yeah. But I'm. The, the last Ouija movie I saw was uh, 
uh, the Zozo one with uh, Scott Delella. Great guy. He's been on the show a bunch, of t- the old shows a bunch of times. But uh, all that movie was not that good. <laughs> it was it was so slow and stuff like that. But I, I thought Darren did a good job. Darren Evans, who's on the network, he did a good job on that. Uh, Sinister is the movie I was trying to say. Sinister. Sinister. That's right. Yeah. That, that was actually good news too. <clears throat> that guy's like my favorite yeah, he, actor. He, he did. Uh, Emily Rose, Sinister, Delivers from Evil, and he just did Doctor Strange. So I'm sure he'll stop doing horror now that he's doing Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Doctor Strange. I mean, I like Doctor Strange. It was a good, it was a good little flick. Um, I was never um, that crazy the comic book. Because um, no, me either. One of the things uh, I've, I've done lots of things in my life. One of the things I was was an anchor for Marvel and DC back in the nineties. Nice and. Uh, it wasn't. I didn't do very well at it. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Back then, though, if, if you could, if you knew how to ink halfway, you could get a job. So I picked up. Back then, I would pick up these. What, what it was is they were. I was a fixer. So what happened was the main inker would have two or three books going on at once, and then he would, you know, fail and get behind on one. So then they would call me and say, "Hey, James, we're going to skip you seven pages. Can you ink these up real quick and get back to us? We'll pay you like back then, it was seventy-five dollars a page." I need the money. It was back in the 90s. I was in my 20s. I'm like, yeah, yeah, send them to me. You know, always trying to get to the point where your name got put on the book. Only the main ink mm-hmm. got put on the book, but you would fill in. So you would always get these, what they, you know, what they call fill in pages. You ever seen a comic book where you have the big splash page, but then you turn oh, the yeah. next page over and you got like seven panel pages? Well, those panel pages oh, yeah. are called fillers. Well, you don't get the big, you don't get the big splash page. You get the filler pages, you know, <laughs> because. The, the main oh, okay. anchor does all the cool stuff, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm too busy. Go get someone." Because those pages, they're small. You, you're doing all the gutter work, they call it. So you, you and if you if your inking style matched up <clears throat> to that particular artist, which a lot of times I did, because that was that was one thing I was versed in. I could I could do a quill quill. I could do pen. I could do um, brush. Brush was my favorite. But <laughs> I finally got to a point where I actually got my name on one book, and they canceled it before it ever got published. So oh, I, I found okay. it. My, my, my wife and I were like, that's it. No more. We're, we can't keep doing it. Because I, I was working one job and doing that. And I, I got so mad in 2000. I said, I just walked away. So That and, makes uh, sense. So, but, you know, when, you, when you're doing that, you also read all the comic books, right? So I, the Dr. Sainz was not one of the read. I would love – man, Marvel's awesome. But uh, DC needs to get their act together movie-wise because – they're just so dumb over there right now with the movies. Oh yeah, like yeah, I, I hate, yeah. I hate, I hate Scott Snyder and he's the guy behind all the DC stuff right now and he really sucks at it. Not to be like, not to be mean to the guy since you know he has stopped because his kid just killed himself. But the movies themselves, like Superman doesn't kill people. He doesn't snap people's necks and <laughs> got Batman killing people in Batman vs Superman. It's just like this is not what it's supposed to be, people. <laughs> so yeah, I was. I'm just still mad. Venom's my favorite character in Marvel, and I'm so mad that Sony's making a Venom movie because you know it's going to suck. Yeah. They did, yep. they did such a good job with Spider-Man. All they had to do was, like, just let Marvel have it, you know, share the, make the wealth, you know, whatever, but nope, of course not. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Venom first hit the scenes um, in the 80s, I got, I got Spider-Man 300 at the time of following um, these. I have a lot of this stuff, but... Um, yeah, that's one of my books I have actually sealed and graded and everything. Um, that's the one book I don't have okay. that I want, really. <laughs> All the Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> I got, you know, I got Eric, Eric Larson stuff, 
coming up. I got the Primal Fortnite stuff. I have all his spawn. Like back when he first released the first spawn, I have all the variants. Mm. I have every variant of nice. spawn you have. Back then, I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna, get... you know. So they. Uh... I'm an I'm an idiot. I had the first spawn. I read it and I was like, eh, and I, I threw it away <laughs> and didn't keep it. I kick myself now for that, but. <laughs> But I still got a bunch of stuff sealed up and nice, good to go. So hopefully it's worth something someday. But like, like, sorry, you're breaking up. Uh, yeah, hold on one second, Terry. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing it for myself. I'm having to. Sign paperwork real quick, guys. Oh. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Doing me a favor, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they look great. Battery test wheel. Terminals look good. Okay. Look good. Be good. Got two tires getting flipped. I need to replace them. Yep. Other two at seven up. Hello, Terry. Yeah, I just muted you because you could hear everything you're talking. I just didn't know if you wanted that on air, so I muted it for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, you need this, right? Yeah. Okay. So. No worries. Two more, two more minutes. But, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For your benefit. So he did. 
he ended up, you know, giving a lot of them away. You know, he would put big, big runs together, you know, like two or three years with the runs together and say, okay, you know. So, I mean, so I was – so that was helpful. My wife loved the fact that we cleared the whole, that whole section of the garage away. <laughs> the <guy was> like, <laughs> it literally was just, you know, you know and, and they were all bagged and boarded. I always – I hate when people don't bag and board comics. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, the last one, I haven't bought any for a long time because, you know, kids and not working and stuff right now. But last one I bought was, uh, I think it was Amazing Spider-Man number one. It's like fifth time they relaunched it where now he's like got his own business and everything. Yeah. Eh, the, the comics need to get a little better. See, I like Marvel the best. Their movies are the best and I like their characters, but I'm a huge Batman mark. So I'd rather read the Batman <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have a but, particular uh, artist that you that you know? I always follow artists. That's kind of in a because I was an artist. I ended up following them. Uh, was there any particular artist that you liked more as far as Batman wise? Uh, when they did the Hush series, can't remember the guy's name though. Jeff Loeb uh, or something. Yeah, I think he did that. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I like where Batman looks more realistic than like the cartoonyish version, but uh, my favorite artist is the guy the guy who did uh, remember like two thousand two thousand one where they restarted Wolverine. He had no costume and he was just from like book one to twenty. He had no costume. And he was just going to town, town like helping Logan, people. He was yeah. He was more Logan. Yeah, the Logan. guy who drew those yeah. was freaking great. The guy's one of my favorites um, too. I just can't remember his name. Wasn't oh that wasn't Sam um no was it um uh, now see now I got something to think too and I can't think of it um <laughs> he, he he broke away from Marvel went over to Image um I think he did that yeah. before though I don't think um Sam Keith was it yeah, Sam Keith I was he bringing that up yeah yep. yeah he did all like from episode one till twenty was like epic comics and then. Also, they put him back in the suit and it looked all comic-y, so I just stopped buying them. But yeah. comics, yeah. get, comics get pricey after a while, though, because if you go to the store oh. and you're like, hey, can you put this, this, this aside? And then you go to pick them up and it's like, oh, 80 bucks. And you're like, oh, shit, that's a lot of money for comics. Yeah. They do. They Here in the States, they were they got the three ninety nine a book. And I'm like, man, I just – yeah, even when I went to the comic book store, I would I wouldn't – I would only – when I was controlling the inventory, uh, I had a rule. I would not order comics that wasn't in the top 25. See, here's something I don't know if a lot of people know, and I'll, I'll spill the beans. I don't care. Um, there is a um, – there is a. it's called Diamond Distributors, right? They are right, the right. only distributor of comic books. The yep. only one. Yep. And so if you don't play their game you, and you don't um, – you, you can't buy new comic books. It used to be – Back in the '90s, there was four or five distributors, and either they shut down or Diamond bought them out. So Diamond Dime. is the Diamond distributors, the only distributor of comic books in the world. So yeah, even Diamond, comic, Diamond's even got their. Go ahead. Oh no, you know I was just gonna say Diamond's even got their hand in the the Marvel and DC apps, where you can uh, download the comic books instead of buying the physical copy. They're even behind that too, so. Because yep, you have to get a diamond uh, register to do it. Yep. We were, I was, funny to that, I was 
you'll say that. Um, so I would, there was always a list by Diamond, the top 25. So I, when I was ordering, I would only order those because the world of the comic books is once you buy a book and you put it up on the wall, if you don't sell that within two or three months, it goes in what I call the hole. That was the back issues. Well, no one, <laughs> back issues, people didn't buy back issues. They would either wait for the graphic novel to come out um, mm-hmm. or just sat there. Well, they need up discounting and discounting. And, and, and a lot of times, and people may not know this, you only get, it's all about volume, right? So if you first start off and you, only, and you have to buy a minimal amount, even if you only spend 1000 a month on time books, you're only getting 38 to 40% off list price. Well, by the time you yeah. give your discount to the customer, his 10% for being a subscriber, and you put a, you know, we always guide the border stuff, you're down to like less than 20, less than 30% profit. Well, you know how many comic books you have to buy to sell? I mean, if you're paying 1200 bucks a month in a rent on a house, on a, on a place, you've got to sell, you've got to sell a minimum of, you know, a thousand books a month to make enough to pay yep. for the rent, electricity and all that, because you're only making a dollar thirty or something off of it. So, um, going back yeah, to either way, it makes it harder. Okay. I think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's like me and my buddy. We were gonna open a DVD slash uh, comic book store a couple years ago, and then we just sat there and thought about it. We're like, okay, so the comic boom is over. This is before the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then we're like, it's like two grand a month for rent. And everybody's starting to stream shit. So there's no point. Like, I, I looked that up, actually, what you're saying about the, how many comics to buy and everything. And it's true, because um, if you don't get enough of everything, you're going to lose money. Like, the one guy that was in town here, he had the best store, if you were a movie fan. Because he'd always get the independent movies that were really good. And he'd rent them or sell them. But since not a lot of people, you know, like small town, most people are going to go for the big budget mainstream movie and uh, not buy the indie stuff. So I would always go in there and buy previously viewed like three movies for five bucks or whatever he was selling them for. But he ended up going out of business because he respected the movie business and bought the the indie stuff and the old school stuff. But he lost so much money that he couldn't stay open. So it's not as easy as people make us think on TV, like, I'm going to open a movie store and do great or comic book story, you're you're lucky if you make a living. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, and I know I lost tens of thousands of dollars in my comic book store. That's why I gave it to my partner. He was my friend. He was been friends since we were, and that's really what destroyed our friendship. We were friends since kindergarten. We, I mean, I have photos of me and him in kindergarten together. Mind you, I'm 47 years old, so you're going back in the 70s, right? And mm-hmm. we grew up together, Always loving comic books and Doctor, you know, Doctor Who's and Star Wars and Star Trek. You name it, we were into it. Game, I, I still have. I found it in a in a comic book store that was still going out of business. An original D and D Gary Gygax D and D game. It had the great cover. Um, you know, before he started CSRs, and I found it, and the guy goes, "Oh yeah, whatever you want for that, five bucks, whatever." I'm like, "Oh my god, you don't even know what you have." I'm gonna tell you, but, <laughs> but you know, and so. We, you know, what happened to us is I live, you know, here in Florida, and the local comic book store shut down. Well, I, the manufacturing company I had, we had, we were renting space, and part of that space was actually a little rental, a little retail space. It was 400 square feet, and we're like, but we always just used as a junk room. It had a separate door, you know, or, and so when the comic book store closed down, I'm like, you know what? I could get into, I could call Diamond. I, I guess we can get set up. We can kick this thing up. We only, we already, there's no rent being paid, so. Because we already paid it to the other company, we're like, this, this, this right. could work. 
So we were there for about a year, and we're growing and growing it. Well, in the, I had to leave the building. Um, on the manufacturing side, we had some issues with the landlord. So we had to leave, and he and he, he said, well, you can still keep the comic book store, but it's going to be, you know, like for 400 square feet, you want to charge us almost $700 a month. We're like, no way. <laughs> so we left. We went to another spot. The only good spot we could find was, you know, 1200 a month, but it was 10 times the size. Like, okay. You know, and then so we started kind of, we started getting the gaming products and video game products, and we, you know, we just we're trying to do everything in the world to keep this thing rolling. Right. I finally I I couldn't take any more. I mean, I was dissing out five hundred to eight hundred a week that wasn't coming back. It was being basically sucked up, but and so I'm like, and my wife's going madder and madder at me because I have one company that's doing okay, paying the bills. The other company's sucking all that money down, and money's being flowed, and it was crazy. So. I said, listen, if you want this yeah. business, it's yours. Take it. Uh, I'm not giving you a dime. If you can figure out how to make it work, it's yours. I even gave him the inventory and everything. Well, he kept it up for about another yeah. four more years, and then he had to close it. But I really think what's going to happen in the comic world, it, it's really going to go down to they're not going to print anymore. Because when I had my book, when I told you I had a book with my name on it, they canceled it because yeah. it's, it, it, the orders were less than 50,000. Back in 2000, yeah. your book had less than 50,000 orders. It got canceled. Unless you're an independent, I, or, you know, small. But uh, I think they'll, now, I think they'll print, but I don't think it'll be as widespread. Like, this, they'll probably put everything down to one or two titles, like one Batman or two Batman, like Detective and then Batman. They might do Action and then Superman. One or two titles for each character, and that's it. They're gonna probably get rid of all the the B and C and D characters, though, probably at some point. Yeah, or move it like you said, all the. Because digital, I mean, even like I still have some friends in the industry. They don't even do paper anymore. They they, they literally they'll they like my my friends will will put it up on paper, but then they'll scan it in, and then they'll finish the rest yeah. easily. So there's no more inkers. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> there's no more inkers. There's no more letters, no. colors. It's almost all becoming one artist. And I don't think that it's been a while, but um, they 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 don't. They kind of do the whole book. I mean, they literally do all the inking and they do they do all the stuff and they send it out like it. And so digitally, I think it's where it's going to go. Um, and again, these uh, in, in the comic world, you're all you're all um, as far as the artist wise, this they used to have bullpens. I don't know if they still do anymore, but um, it's all um, assignment. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, freelance. So what happens is right. you you know once the the book has to publish first. That's still the same trick. If you can do a whole book and if it doesn't publish, you don't get paid. Um, yeah. So that's the other, you know, issue. So, I, yeah, the whole industry, I mean, I love the movies. Um, you're right. Marvel makes the better movies. Um, I just think, you know, and some, I don't know. Like, have you seen that? I don't know if you guys got up there. Have you seen the um, advertisement for Tick? Do you know who Tick is? Oh, Tick. yeah, the Tick. <laughs> I yeah, love that. Yeah, so they're, they're coming out with a TV series. It's absolutely horrible, but... Uh, I've got a number of uh, his books from the day. With them. I, mean, I think I got the first print, the first copy. Um, I still joke my... around. I still joke around with my kid and, and go, Spoon! Just like he did in the cartoon yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I love that show. I think, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think it's funny, too, is, um, you know, The Walking Dead. I actually have one through, one through 12 for The Walking Dead comic books, first print. Because when they came out, mm-hmm. I've always been a zombie fan. And I'm like, oh, cool, look at this old zombie book thing. And I, I had no clue. We ordered it. We, named it, we never sold one. 
we know because it came out, we're like, okay, you know, it's like, oh, I'll keep this one. And so, because sometimes I would order books, read it, and then put it up on the shelf to sell it. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> now it's worth, you know, it's like serious money for those books. And um, and a lot of people, okay, you know, the you know, different grading systems, right, for the comic books? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't think of it. I don't want really to stop. The the main one, like the big it, one, not P, not PNG. Um, can I? I'm, I'm sorry, been folks. So long, but, I can't remember. For main headquarters, I actually after I shut down my uh, my manufacturing company, I I do IT LS. They had an IT position open. I went over there and applied. They walked me through the building where they were grading all these comic books. I'm like, hey, I got my comic book graded here. Yeah, but you can't. If you're a dealer, in other words, if you're a comic book store, you can go in and drop your books off. If you're a single person, you have to go through a comic book store um, to do it. Um, but um, it was ironic. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're right there in Sarasota. But they, say it. they are guarded like you would not believe. They have serious. Yeah. Um, because there's some of the books. I mean, they're, they're, they've got books that are into the ten, twenty, hundred thousand dollar books that are being graded to there. So, yeah, I think I think yeah. the most expensive book I have probably worth a probably honestly it's probably on the Walking Dead one. I think it's probably the most expensive probably. book. You know, all my Silver Age stuff I have. But I got I don't have any expensive ones, but uh, and I do have some um, um, detective books. Um, no, no. You're just breaking up a little. I don't know how we got sidetracked with comic book talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. This show's but this show's about everything. It's not just paranormal. But uh, I I actually like the digital stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have an iPad. Well, I did until the other day when I let my son use it. Now there's a giant crack down my screen. But where you could read it and like you just touch it and it goes right to the next thing. It's like watching a movie kind of thing while you read the comics. So. It's cool. I, I, I just wish they'd stop changing shit before we get off comics. Like, Venom has been, like, 20 different people, and now, you know, Spider-Man's Peter Parker again, but he was Dr. Octopus in his brain, but <laughs> now he's got some guy who's pretending to be Spider-Man so he can be Peter Parker. It's just like, Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> you, got, you got Miles Morales, Spider-Man. You got Spider-Gwen. It's just like, one character, please, people. <laughs> I wish they'd stop changing but uh, before we go, uh, I want to tell people about the, your show and when they can catch it since PA is now – oh, we lost him. Oh. All right, bear with me a second here. I'll uh, give him a call back. You're wondering, Angela's contacting me. She's doing good. She's uh, just slept in. It's all good. Hey, Terry. Hey. I didn't realize you were gone. I'm like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> before, <laughs> before, before we wrap up, though, I was going to say, do you want to tell people where they can uh, catch your show and everything since PA is now uh, now gone? Okay. So, um, strangethingsradio.com is our website. That's the name of the show, Strange Things Radio. We broadcast live Friday nights uh, from 10 to 12. Um, one of the places you can catch us live is... Uh, a place called Para-X Radio Network. Um, we broadcast live off of there. Um, you can also, and I'm working, unfortunately, uh, I'm horrible at websites. Um, I'm trying to get this one back up and going again so you can listen live there if you want to go to Strange Things Radio. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. 
um, and Twitter, same name. Uh, but like I said, Friday nights, um, we do uh, the week's broadcast. And then we have a chat room there, too. Soon, though, we will be having our own chat room and our own website um, that have everything. But same things radio from 10 to 12, Friday nights. Um, we also are, we talk about everything weird and strange, not always about paranormal, so sometimes, sometimes people yell at us about that. But we're kind of crazy, you <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we're kind of like a morning talk show type version. We sort of, you know, look in front of things and, I don't know, we just, you know, have a good time with it. It's not always about paranormal. It's, just, it's weird and strange we talk about it. And we do a lot of interaction with our listeners on the chat room, too. So. That's a fun show, and hopefully our listenership will grow here. I'm trying to grow it without telling the PA audience where to find us right now, see if we can grow it on our own. We're doing pretty decent so far, but uh, I may have to cave and tell the PA people where to check us out. <laughs> I, I, miss getting, I, I, I miss getting thousands of downloads a <laughs> month. So, I, so, I definitely understand that. So, and I don't know. Um, I'm impressed with the fact that you, you, you do it this way um, because um, I, uh, I have a hard time doing, like, podcasts. So I have to have a live audience in front of me. Uh, we just uh, – maybe it's like grew up that way. We, we started off on an AM station where we knew we have live listeners and they would call in and stuff. So I got into right. that little format. So without a live chat room, we did it for a little while without – and it was just – to me, it's horrible. I have to have a – I don't know. We I can't do a show by myself live- either. We had a live chat room for PA for a while, but then uh, when we had that breakdown with the first group of people that left to do their own network and blah, 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 there's a big hoopla, they ended up leaving, and uh, we started getting prank calls like crazy and a bunch of stupid stuff just interrupting shows, so we decided to uh, not take too many calls and stuff like that. I'll take calls for this show because kind of the point we want to interact more with people, but you know, when you're getting calls and people saying dirty crap and, you know, not that we're completely non-vulgar shows. <laughs> we do swear sometimes, but, you know, I don't need people coming and talking about their stuff, their junk and things like that. It's just stupid ruins the show. So the only good call we had, though, that I think was a prank call was this guy saying he's possessed and needs help. And you listen back to that episode, and there's some scary noises in the background. I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but <laughs> I was like, okay. We thought he was a prank. But it provided good content, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he, call, he calls in. He's some old guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I need some help. I'm being I'm possessed and blah blah." blah. So we're taking him seriously for a second, and all of a sudden you hear, "It's like all in the background, like what the hell?" Is-? I'm like, "Okay, buddy," and he starts laughing erratically. I'm like, "Well, either you're really possessed or you're screwing with us." But we were out of time anyway, so we had to end the call. He never called back yeah. in. I told him to, but <laughs> oh well. Wow. <laughs> but but yeah, so. Thank you, sir. I think, for saving my... Oh, good. No problem. I, I enjoyed talking with you and your audience, and I look forward to when uh, when An- when Angela's back. We'll have you on and actually do a proper interview and uh, stuff like that. But uh, as far as uh, the topic from today, like you said, we touched on it a bit. But when Alan's feeling better and Angela's back, we'll uh, we'll retouch base on that one. Uh, I think the next show we got booked is. Uh, uh, let's see. I got it written down here. With Allie Hugh, I always say her name wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> the author of Horror Gore on Ontario Shore. I believe we're going to talk about ha- every town's haunted history and stories and folklore. I believe that's our next show. If I'm wrong, my bad. But it's not showing up on my phone right now. So <clears throat> check back to this. We're going to try and do weekly here. Um, I got my kids in school and 
wife's in school finishing up some stuff, so I don't always have a babysitter, but we'll uh, we'll try and do this every week for you guys. We're on iTunes now, so check us out on awesome. iTunes. Subscribe, leave a review. We're on uh, Stitcher now and Spotify. Google Play said we were too vulgar, so they wouldn't put us on. I only said shit twice last time, and they wouldn't approve us. I don't know why. I think that's pretty vulgar. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, we're on we're on we're on those three. Uh, Dead people and donuts at dot, at dot wordpress dot com is our website. Dead people, dead people, holy shit, dead. I can't even say it. Uh, Death and donuts pod on Twitter, and uh, dead people and donuts on Facebook. So check us out and blogtalkradio.com dot com slash dead people and donuts. So check us out. We've had pretty good so far, but uh, I think I'm going to cave and tell the PA people where to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a listener whore. I can't help it. <laughs> but the sun's no up. Problem. And there's no more torna- there's no more tornado looking clouds. So, I think we'll wrap up here. Thanks again for helping me out, man. And uh, don't forget to check out Strange Things Radio. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. All right, later, guys. All right. All right.